This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. I'm staring at the face of Minister David Mainier of the Western Cape Government. You might be wondering why I'm doing that. Well, that's because we're chatting about a news article on The Green Times, talking about the Western Cape launching an MER project for a more energy secure future. On the line, a lady who said, ah, it was just a matter of time before uh, things could be considered, like purchasing energy directly from an independent power producer. It was just a matter of time. And I could tell you what, this morning out there in the Helderberg, Elma Pollard who's the director of the Green Times, as well as an eco-consultant and a coach, is sitting there with a big smile on her face. Good morning, Elmer. <laughs> you are absolutely right. <laughs> I it's knew a matter it. of time, and so with patience, things tend to show up. Hey? Mm. Slowly, slowly, we need it faster, but <clears throat> we've got good news today. And that is that, of course, we um, read recently that you know we've got new regulations that have been announced so that we can finally purchase renewable energy locally as opposed to transporting dirty energy all the way down from Mpumalanga, losing lots of its value along the way, which mm. is a completely unsustainable model. So <clears throat> um, it's very, very exciting that um, the Green Economy Unit of the Department of, of um, Development, um, Economic Development and Tourism um, have announced the Municipal Energy Resilience Project, so the MER project, uh-huh. which is a three-year-long project that will help local municipalities to switch over, essentially, to renewable energy. So, so not altogether everything, but slowly, slowly. And so the idea is that they would do this in three phases, mm. um, and first of all, they have to identify which local municipalities are actually ready for this. So there's a lot of work to be done here. And who can start with a pioneering project? Um, then they develop a roadmap to, for the unfolding of these projects. And they have to look at options and costs and, and investments and money and risk and infrastructure um, needs and so on. And then in phase two, they will start implementing all of this. So you have the switch over, the transition, buying in local green energy. So that would come probably mostly from sun. So it would probably be mostly solar, but there should hopefully be wind and maybe um, wave. Hello, because we are at the coast. So I really think we should get wave energy sometime as well. Um, And then... To gradually help the other municipalities who were not ready to also get ready, and in phase three there will be a master plan for all municipalities to be able to do this. So it's very exciting. It's very positive. Um, there's work opportunities. Yeah. You can click on some service providers, jobs that you can get through this. So it gives us what we're looking for, and that is energy security. And that's exactly what we need. Alma, when we hear something like this, we get excited because this is an opportunity. This is where jobs are created. You've mentioned that, where entrepreneurs rise up and start to take control of, of certain parts of these and drive the economy forward. And it's very exciting and there's competition and it brings price down and we love all that sort of a thing in a free market. But um, what is the time frame? What is the scale looking like? And, and, and uh, what are your expectations on when we're going to actually start to see this in reality? Well, you know, this thing says three years, you know, for the master plan development. Um, 
Yeah, you know, we've learned a little bit that possibly things might take a bit longer. I mm. don't know. That's the feeling that I have. Um, however, I mean, this is a major announcement. This is at least an intention. This is at least the ship is now pointing in the right direction. Now we've got to get it going in that direction. And certainly we will, as always, need all hands on deck. Mm. So, I mean, for our area, there's so, there's so many people looking for work. There's so much work to be created in this area. And so that in the end, you and I, the man on the street, the middle person, will actually be able to do this because, you know, right now even I always admit that I don't have solar energy. I don't have PV, solar PV on my roof yet mm. because I've, it's not been affordable yet. Yes. You know, as a green volunteer, you yes. can't get paid by picking leaves off a tree. So I want this to be affordable to the average person. For me, that's a long-term intention, not just for the super rich. And I think that's where they've got to come in with um, subsidies, with easy systems. Mm. Currently, you have to pay a lot to get the switch over so that you can now um, sell your energy, excess energy from your roof back to the city. You've got to install um, some gadgets. Then you've got to pay for the service. Then you get paid back very little, like 72 instead of 112 rand. Mm. So there's, there are lots of tweaks that need to be made. So I think this is a very important new initiative. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's something that can serve everybody. I mean, if I think of some of the homes you drive past here in the Durbanville area where I am, in the, as you say, in the, the Lani areas, as we'd say, and you can see roof panels, north-facing roof panels, completely covered in solar yep. paneling and you know they're almost completely independent of the grid but I've also Elma a few years ago visited with an entrepreneur out in the George area and he was working with the United Nations and they had a, a branch of, of production here in South Africa out in the, the Southern Cape and uh, they were actually receiving funding interestingly enough from a foundation that was run by Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. and they were ensuring that there were solar panels available to people in parts of, of Southern and uh, Central Africa And it was the simplest concept. I'm sure you've seen it many times before and perhaps some of our listeners too, but it was just inside a bucket. Flexible solar paneling rolled up inside this bucket Then, and it came together with a a little wire that led in two ways. One to an electric light bulb uh, fitting so that you could replace the light bulb if it blew and then Mm -hmm. to a USB charging port for a phone. And these were being made available. And it seems so simple. You simply pop this on the roof of your house. And if you don't have a roof or a a level place, you can even hang it in your window from your curtain rod or from a hook you place in the the wall to to face outwards on your window. And so I'm mentioning this, Alma, because you realize you can have panels running a whole home, but there's also ways of doing it that that each individual home can bend. We never even have to ask questions of where is the electrical wiring and, and how is that going to work? I mean, these are... These are cost-effective ways for, for everybody to be uh, activated onto renewable energy. Those are cost-effective ways for very, very, very basic energy. Yes. So now you can charge one cell phone and have one light, which yeah. is just a little bit less than what we really want. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a big divide between doing it properly, properly and very expensive, and getting the absolute basics. And, you know, somewhere Sweet spots, in the middle, yeah. we need to service everybody. And somehow people would like to stay on the energy level that they are currently on, which mm. kind of relates to your economic level, as well as being prepared to make 
make a lot of changes because we still take our energy very much for granted. I mean, how many of your plugs are still on right now? Good question. That are not needed to be on. So, I mean, we are in transitioning, changing our habits, trying to get through to everybody in the family to do it as well because it's very easy to say this is what we'll do and then to and then to ensure that actually happens, you know, we are all getting there still. Yeah, there's a way to go. The story with uh, links and uh, more interesting uh, bits and pieces that Alma may not have mentioned or that you'd like to go and see again. Also something worth sharing as we look ahead to what the Western Cape might look like and how it might be operating in the next three to five years. Interesting indeed on thegreentimes.co.za. Always a pleasure to spend time with the the Executive Director of The Green Times, also eco-consultant and coach, the very lovely Alma Pollard. Thanks for your time, Alma, and may you have a superbly green Wednesday. Thank you. Have a good green day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.